This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. An 18-year-old from Kalispell concluded testimony from the 16 youth plaintiffs and expert witnesses in the Montana climate change trial by blasting state officials for trying relentlessly to stop him and other plaintiffs from having their day in court. Quote, I don't know how you can sit in this courtroom and listen to everything that is put on display here and not have a semblance of regret or even responsibility to get up and fix those things that we have been told firsthand can be fixed. That from Lander Bussey, one of the plaintiffs suing the state and several of its agencies claiming that the policies violate their rights under the state constitution to a clean and healthful environment. Bussey said he and other plaintiffs have had a really hard week as various climate, mental health, and policy experts explained what the state of Montana could consider when it comes to climate change. Quote, I can't speak to the exact emotions of Governor Gianforti or Attorney General Knudsen towards our case. The statements towards our case and everything we've worked so hard for for these past three weeks have been disrespectful, vicious, wrong, and completely disregarding what this state and its constitution were initially ratified for. His testimony followed that of Lees Van Susteren, a physician and psychiatrist who studied the effects of climate change on children's mental health, also followed the testimony of Mark Jacobson, an environmental and energy expert and modeler who testified about what it would take for Montana to move to 100% renewable energy during the next few decades. Jacobson said Montana can get 92% of its energy from wind, water, and solar energy. He said Montana has 330 times the wind energy potential that it needs to power the entire state, plus the sun it receives, especially in the summer. He said the state could use a fraction of the land it uses for fossil fuel production to install around 1,000 wind turbines that he said could push the state to be able to utilize 100% renewable energy. He said opposition to the move towards renewable resources by the state is costing it and its taxpayers billions of dollars every year. He said Montana is estimated to spend $9 billion a year for all its energy sectors if nothing changes, but switching to fully renewable energy would cost $2.8 billion a year. Further, he said, while the upfront cost to switching to electric vehicles and electric appliances would be significant, the government could do what the federal government does and provides people with subsidies to encourage the switch. He said switching to electric vehicles would save Montanans $30 billion a year over the next 15 years because of gasoline costs and $1.7 billion a year in health costs because greenhouse gases and pollution. He said the annual climate costs of $29 billion a year because of negative impacts of greenhouse gases and carbon emissions. Van Susteren, the psychiatrist, explained how her research and other scientific studies have consistently shown that extreme weather events like wildfires, flooding, and drought 
can have lifelong lasting physical and mental health effects on humans and how children are the most sensitive group because their bodies are still developing. Asked if there was a scientific consensus that climate change can harm people's mental health and especially that of children and young adults, she responded indisputably. A bill that would help more people access assisted living will not become law because only 91 members voted to override its veto. Last month, Governor Greg Gianforte vetoed Senate Bill 296, which would have helped more people who can't stay home on their own anymore and pulled in more federal money. In his veto letter, Gianforte said he feared the longer-term impacts of SB 296. The bill passed 91 to 8 in the House, and it passed 32 to 18 in the Senate. But the results of a poll of legislators to overcome the veto showed the override failed, even though most lawmakers still supported it. It received 92 votes, according to the Secretary of State. It needed 100 to override Gianforte's veto. The Montana Supreme Court has ordered Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen to answer how a constitutional ballot initiative spearheaded by a Bozeman attorney, who was also a former GOP lawmaker, was insufficient when a nearly identical ballot measure was accepted two years prior, and how the notes he attached to such measures square with the Montana Constitution. Attorney Matthew Monforton filed a challenge with the Montana Supreme Court on Thursday, and Justice Lori McKinnon ordered both the Secretary of State and Knudsen's office to respond within 30 days. Monforton had supported Ballot Issue 2, which would have amended Article 8, Section 3 of the state constitution to reshape the state's taxation system, It would have been, quote, based on its value at the time of purchase rather than current market value. The ballot measure would then limit the annual increase of a property's taxable value to 2% unless a change of ownership occurs, which would allow the property taxable value to reset to its current market value. The process for getting a measure before Montana voters currently requires ballot initiatives to be reviewed by the Montana Secretary of State and the Attorney General's Office to ensure it complies with state law. In this case, the Secretary of State sent Monforton back several changes which he accepted. The ballot measure was then forwarded to the Attorney General for review. Deputy Attorney General David Ortley determined the measure was insufficient and that it could not appear on the ballot while a nearly identical measure that was approved in 2021, made it to the ballot. It ultimately failed because it didn't get the required number of signatures set out in state law. In the court filing, Monforton argues that the Attorney General does not have the power to stop a ballot issue because that violates the separation of powers in the state constitution. In an interview with the Daily Montanan, Monforton said the move by the Attorney General's office was a, quote, deliberate attempt by Republicans to suppress the rights of Montanans to circulate a petition. He said the GOP seems satisfied to tax long-term Montana residents out of their homes while welcoming wealthy out-of-state residents who purchase property 
and higher values, raising more money for state coffers without having to vote on tax increases. Quote, the claim of the governor and Republicans desiring property tax reform is a sham, according to Monforton. Quote, they like higher taxes they get and they don't have to reform it. The current system allows for increases in revenue without having to vote on it while allowing them the facade that they're against bigger government. The Annie E. Casey Foundation's Kids Count Data Book ranks Montana 18th nationally in overall child well-being. Montana ranks 13th in economic well-being, 21st in education, 30th in health, and 11th in family and community. Zanna Berg, the Kid Counts Director for the Montana Budget and Policy Center, said one of the most critical shortfalls in the state is access to affordable child care. Quote, a family in Montana pays $8,600 on average for a toddler to attend full-time child care. To put that into context, that's more than the cost of in-state tuition at Montana State University. Montana's Superintendent of Public Instruction, Elsie Arnson, on Friday pleaded not guilty to a rear-ending accident in Helena earlier last week. According to the citation filed in Helena Municipal Court, Arnson was following another vehicle too closely Monday morning when turning west onto US-12 from Centennial Drive. The intersection has a flashing yellow light. Arnson's vehicle, a 2002 red Jeep, struck the first vehicle from behind when it stopped at the intersection. A Helena police officer cited Arnson for following too closely. It's been just over a year since Arnson was cited for illegally passing a school bus in Helena. In that case, the school bus was picking up children and had its red lights flashing and stop arm down, according to the Helena Independent Record. Arnson eventually pleaded no contest in that case and was fined $135. Montana will receive a total of $40.3 million in payments in lieu of taxes funding this year, according to the Department of Interior. The funds will go to 56 local governments to help cover expenses related to community services. It comes because the local governments cannot tax federal lands. And in a case that has many similarities to some in Montana and may be cited later, the city of St. George, Utah, must issue a permit for a group that organizes drag performances to host an all-age drag show at a public park. That's according to a federal judge. He called the city's attempt to stop the show unconstitutional discrimination. Quote, public spaces are public spaces. Public spaces are not private spaces. Public spaces are not majority spaces. That's according to U.S. District Judge David Nuffer in a Friday ruling. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution ensures that all citizens, popular or not, majority or minority, conventional or unconventional, have access to public spaces for expression. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. 
We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.